Today, we're going to be looking at the series Quintessential Quintuplets, or Go Toba no Hanayome. I'm pretty sure I butchered that. And I say series, since I do want to talk about the whole thing, not just the two seasons of anime that's out right now. The reason is because the ending is very interesting, and how fans have received it is polarizing to say the least. I won't go into spoilers just yet, and even when I do, I'll still keep it vague and give a warning. With that out of the way, I do want to be the first to say that I wasn't exactly thrilled to watch this show when my co-host told me in loose terms how the ending was received by the fans. He didn't outright spoil the ending to me or give me a concise rundown of the show's plot, so I did basically go on the show blind with not much hope for it. And to tell you the truth, I actually like this series. Obviously, it's not even top 10 animes I've seen, but at the same time, I don't regret watching both seasons and reading the remaining 36 chapters of the manga. Before I get ahead of myself, what's the show about? Futaro Yusugi is a high school student who is all brains and no interest in anything else. He finds himself at odds with a fellow student, Itsuki Nakano, during their lunch break. The two continue to butt heads while Itsuki's friends are all slowly introduced to both the viewers and Futaro himself. While this is going on, Futaro's dad hooks him up with a tutoring job since their family is poor and very much in debt. As it turns out though, the person who Futaro has to tutor is none other than Itsuki herself and her four friends from earlier who are revealed to be her sisters, the five of them being the titular quintuplets. Of course, the five of them are not the brightest and very much not interested in studying, so it's an uphill battle for Futaro to get these girls to study and pass their exams to graduate. To the surprise of absolutely no one, the sisters each begin to develop feelings for Futaro and it slowly turns into a struggle for his love, while also trying to maintain their studies under him. There's also a subplot that gets brought up a bit later in season 1, where it turns out Futaro might have actually met one of these sisters 5 years ago during a trip to Kyoto. He has a photograph of himself while on the trip with a mysterious girl who looks like one of the quintuplets when they were younger. However, since they are quintuplets, he's not exactly sure which sister was the one who inspired him all those years ago. Then there's also the framing device of Futaro in the future on his wedding day, reminiscing on how he met his bride, who is potentially one of the five quintuplets. Right off the bat, you can tell this show isn't too story heavy, and it really is just a basic setup that doesn't really evolve as the series goes on. So why do I like this series? It's because it has a really positive atmosphere to it, and the characters, even when the sisters start to bicker a bit near the end, are all really supportive of each other, and help one another whenever they can. I'm just so used to these harm shows where the girls go out of their way of sabotaging the others, and all these misunderstanding angles. So seeing how these problems are solved relatively quickly is a nice change of pace. That's not to say that those types of situations aren't present here, and yes, there is a major moment of yikes in season 2, but for the most part, these sisters and even Futaro all like being around each other and always work together for solutions to problems. I think what helps is the setup. They're sisters who basically raised each other since their mom passed away 5 years ago, and their father is essentially absent. So there's a close bond that can even smooth over major yikes moments after some stern talking and tear-filled apologies. Then there's the whole angle of Futaro trying to teach these girls and the girls trying to teach themselves. And you end up with a really weird cycle of positivity and supportiveness that only breaks every now and then. You really end up enjoying the time spent with these characters, and when stuff does go down bad, you do want to see them fix the problem. I mentioned earlier a major yikes moment in season 2, and that moment felt like something from the usual harem shows where it's just so negative and mean-spirited. I know fans love to point to that moment as an indictment on how bad that character was for doing what they did, but I think it's more a problem of writing. 
That moment just felt so forced and out of nowhere, and it was forgiven unrealistically fast. Realism in anime. I know, I've mentioned it before. If anything, I think that moment is a good way to illustrate how positive the mood of the show is, since when something that typical to the genre and mean-spirited happens, it just doesn't feel right watching it unfold and feels completely out of place to the rest of the show. The rest of the show does actually have a few misunderstanding angles, but for the most part, the problems arise because of the infighting of the sisters and how they react to the presence of Futaro. In a nice change of pace for these types of shows, the main male character isn't the direct source of the problem, he's actually the problem solver. The main character, Futaro Yusugi, is very interesting, especially for a harem show. He has absolutely no interest in romance, and none of the typical fanservice moments that happen around him bother him. I think the biggest thing that sets him apart is his motivations as a tutor to these girls. In a generic harem show, you would think it's because he gets to be around five attractive sisters, and he takes any chance he can to either get a quick peek or to be alone with one of them. However, Futaro ain't about that life, and he's the ultimate giga-chad. He's strictly business 24-7 and does not care one bit about these girls personally. His job is to show up, tutor them, get paid, and leave. Rinse and repeat. It's not really his fault these sisters fall in love with him. He just happens to know what to say at the right time. While he is serious to a fault and sometimes comes off as uncaring, one thing I realized while watching the show was that he has a good heart, which is rare these days in these types of shows. And I'm not just talking about respecting boundaries, this dude literally applies his 100% work rate to help solve individual problems these sisters have, and always seems to have the right thing to say, which just makes these sisters fall for him even more. It's not like he's actively trying to romance these sisters either, he's just doing his best to do the right thing to help them. The romance that blooms between him and the sisters, while essentially one-sided until the very end, is actually very natural and not forced in contrived ways. It's not something as overblown like doing a major heroic thing of saving one of the sisters from a speeding car, for example. The things he does are all realistic little things like paying attention to their problems, being supportive, actively helping, and offering words of encouragement. All of this is done from his desire to be helpful to someone who needs it, and not for some selfish reasons of trying to get some action. This does become a problem later on in the series when the writer suddenly decides that Futaro needs to end up with one of the sisters, but more on that later. As for the sisters themselves, I'll go in order from oldest to youngest, for the sake of convenience. The older sister is Ichika, who, well, acts like the typical older sister. Level-headed and cool, she's the most mature and the one Futaro goes to for advice the most. She tries to help her sisters in any way possible, but things get a bit more complicated when she starts falling in love with Futaro. In a talk with her younger sister, it's actually revealed that she used to be the bully of the five, often taking things that weren't hers or doing things to get ahead of the rest of the girls. Present day, she seems to have cooled off on that, but with just enough things going against her, she might have slipped back into some old habits. The second oldest is Nino, who at first starts off really, really bad. Like, generic Sunder bad. She has a really bad scene in season 1 where she drugs Futaro's drink and gets him driven back to his place, since she's the biggest opponent to having him as a tutor. Season 1 Nino is horrible, and one of the weakest characters this side of town has ever seen. In season 2 though, Nino is actually the second best sister in terms of development and third best character in general. Without spoiling too much, she does eventually warm up to Futaro being their tutor and does end up following for him romantically. When that does happen, she shines as a character since she acknowledges her past mean streak and actively tries to change. She admits to Ichiga that she's new to romance and for someone like her, it's hard to accept falling in love with someone like Futaro and trying to act like a typical nice person is difficult for her. 
I found myself rooting for her whenever she tried to be better and do things outside her comfort zone in an attempt to win over Futaro. Like, damn it, she's trying. The third oldest is fan favorite Miku, your resident quiet girl, with an intense interest in feudal Japan and warlords. What makes her unique though is that she seems more introverted than actually shy. To me, there's a difference since being shy is like being afraid to say things or do things, while being introverted is just not having the desire to engage in social activities. While she does have her moments of uncertainty and struggles with her confidence in regards to her relationship with Futaro, she actually handles herself pretty well in social settings. Yes, she's quiet, but no, she isn't afraid to speak out or do certain things when the situation demands it. The biggest example I can give is when the sisters do their favorite move, twin magic. Twin magic is when one sister dresses up as another and pretends to be them for whatever reason. It's also a special move by the Bella Twins, but I digress. When Miku needs to pretend to be the more energetic sister, she can do it no problem, and it's actually kind of unsettling to see it happen since you're not used to seeing this quiet person act this way. If Miku was shy and socially anxious, she would not be able to pull off twin magic since that requires a lot of confidence to do. But when the situation calls for it, she can do it just fine, and after it's done, she isn't panicking or trying to cool off. She just takes the disguise off and proceeds as normal. I really like that, since it's not the usual extreme portrayal of someone who's shy and quiet. Even when she falls for Futaro, she shows a really, really flirty side that's usually unheard of for these types of characters. Another great thing about Miku is that just like her sister Nino, she does try her best to improve herself throughout the series. Unlike Nino though, Miku gets her character development right near the start of the show. This gives her tons of time to show her growth as a person, and it really shows with her popularity with the fans. And her realization of what she wants to do after graduating is handled really well. It's actually the best character arc in the entire show, since it's not like the writers just decided in one episode that she'll just focus on one certain thing. Instead, she gets introduced to an occupation that Futaro would want a woman to be good at early on in the show as a joke. And while she tries to improve in that area for him, she slowly realizes that she just loves being in that role and wants to get better at it for her own self. Contrast this to her older sister Ichiga, whose reveal as an actress is pretty abrupt and something she was already pursuing before the show started, so it doesn't feel like an organic growth for the character to pursue that role. The fourth sister is Yotsuba, the energetic and athletic sister who also happens to be the one struggling the most in school. Yotsuba is an interesting character since she's the most passive and almost feels like a background character at times. Out of all the sisters, she is the one with the least romantic interest in Futaro and instead tries to encourage and support her sisters. One of the things that stood out to me the most about her was her energy and her eagerness to learn under Futaro. She's also the first to be on his side when he gets hired as a tutor, not needing any form of convincing. I would say she has the least amount of time on screen, but when she has her moments, I think she's great since she is so energetic compared to the others and helps livens the situations. Her best moments don't happen in either of the seasons of the show and only come in the manga. I won't say too much, but it's not bad and in the end I found myself rooting for her the most, but more on that later. Finally, we have Itsuki, who is the most cut and dry of the five sisters. There's really not much to say about her except she's just kinda there. Like Yotsuba, she's passive towards Futaro, but it's shown that she has feelings for him. She's just not active in pursuing those feelings and feels more like in denial about them. Her main role is to play peacemaker alongside Yotsuba, but you can tell it's her way of expressing her jealousy towards her sisters when she tries to push Futaro away from them in an attempt to prevent any more drama. The main difference between Itsuki and Yotsuba is that Itsuki's personality is very timid, so she never steals her scenes like Yotsuba does with her vibrant energy. 
It's a shame, though, since she has potential, and I thought she had a really great moment way later in the manga, but it just came too late. I won't spoil it, but after reading that chapter, I was more upset that it took this long for her to get her time in the spotlight. She has a typical love-hate relationship with Futaro, where they bicker like an old married couple, but it's not very funny or even worth doing more than once. It's supposed to show how similar the two actually are, but I just found it lazy since it just felt like there was no way to make her stand out more. So those are the characters of the show. Now what do I think about the general pacing and plot of the show? Well how I break it up is season 1 and 2 of the anime, and then you have the remaining 36 chapters of the manga. I would say season 1 is really strong, it's compact and has tons of great character moments, and the comedy is actually good. Nothing really drags, but at the same time the overall plot does not move. It's more about developing these characters first and getting to know them, which isn't a bad thing since these characters are all a joy to watch. Season 2 is a bit messy since this is the season where the typical harem tropes start rearing their ugly heads in. For the most part, it's not bad since Nino is the star of this season and Miku continues to be great. What derails this season is the major yikes moment since it's so left field and they go really hard with how horrible the moment is. I said it earlier, but it just doesn't feel earned. They do try to build towards the moment, but for some reason the payoff was way darker and meaner than what was being built and foreshadowed. It just doesn't work from a storytelling standpoint, never mind how it's a bit out of character. The fact that the characters affected by this make up pretty fast and there's no lasting consequences to this moment outside this arc really shows how it was done just for shock value. If there was lasting repercussions to this moment, it wouldn't be that bad, but it's quickly forgotten and hand-waved. The rest of season 2 after that is okay. The subplot of the mysterious girl Futaro met 5 years ago is resolved to an extent, Miku also gets a great moment to top it off, so it's not a complete bust. Finally, you have the final 36 chapters of the manga, which make up the final 3 arcs of the series. In terms of pacing, it's hard to gauge since it is manga, and it depends on how fast someone can read. It took me about half a day to get through 36 chapters, but that was because I was taking tons of notes too. In terms of actual plot and if it was any good, I would say no. Ending aside, it just felt like a scrambled mess of chapters with no direction after chapter 90. The summer vacation arc does its job at showing how Futaro has grown as a person, but it's rather short and really just typical hijinks you're used to at this point, there's nothing new here. The second last arc is the school festival arc, and it spans 18 chapters, the longest in the series. The purpose is to give each sister one last moment to shine, but it's all over the place and not done well. They waste a lot of time early on setting up this festival and what will potentially happen, and then suddenly it turns into the movie Memento. Without spoiling too much, for each focus chapter on an individual sister, it shows the entire festival, but from their perspective. So you get a lot of retread with slight variations, and Itsuki has the most bizarre few days when they decide to give her her big character moment when the series is almost done. This is not the moment I mentioned earlier that I really liked with Itsuki. That moment comes way later, but I digress. And then you get your infamous finale. Before I go into that though, I'll wrap up my review first for all the people who don't want spoilers. The series itself is actually pretty fun and I found myself laughing at some of the jokes since Futaro is this anti-harem main character. So there's a lot of room for smarter jokes and subversions to the usual harem happenings. Plus, I really do like Futaro as a character. He's just a good person in general and it helps make the romance way more natural and believable. The sisters themselves are all enjoyable and like I said earlier, the fact that they stay supportive of one another and try to help each other is a strong point. 
The best way to describe the series is harmless feel-good fluff, and I do recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. Even with the questionable final 36 chapters, I would say this series is worth checking out as a whole. My watch guide would be season 1 for sure if you're interested, and season 2 if you enjoy these characters enough to want to see more, or just to see how Nino and Miku grow, because their journeys are well written. In terms of the remaining 36 chapters, it's tough, since chapter 90 is the strongest storytelling this series has to offer in terms of immediate impact, and the rest have certain moments that are good, but it's just all over the place and hard to make a concrete guide on what chapters to avoid. Best advice is just to power read the rest after chapter 90 if you have no patience like me and don't want to wait for the anime adaptation. Anyways, it's a series that briefly warmed my cold, dead heart, so I would say it's not bad overall. Now with that out of the way, it's time to talk about the controversial ending. Major, major spoiler warning. So if you don't want to know the ending and want to check out the series yourself, stop this right now. Finish the series, then come back to finish this review because I need views. With that said, I still won't outright spoil the ending and will only talk in vague terms. Okay, you ready? Alright, here we go. The bride in the future and Futaro's wife is revealed to be none of the fan favorites. If you know the show's fan base, I think you already figured out who the bride might be. But from research, it really only takes out two of the five sisters from contention, since only those two seem to be standouts, while the other three are almost on even playing field. I fully understand why fans got upset at the choice the writer decided to make. The two fan favorites were favorites for a reason. They had the most development and worked their asses off to impress this guy. So of course fans following the series and the growth of these two characters felt cheated, and rightfully so. In the end, the two fan favorites end up with absolutely nothing, and only learn to love themselves more and be more independent. Oh wait, no, they still have the hots for Futaro, so I guess not. The writing in the finale is just a hot mess, but more on that later. With that said though, I actually have no problem with who Futaro chose. She always had great moments when they decided to focus on her, and her focus chapter read like a Greek tragedy that just stamped out any joy the series briefly gave me. My problem was more how they handled the aftermath, since there was still lots of time between the reveal and the explanation in chapter 114 to the last chapter 122 to salvage this choice, but they just wasted all that time focusing on her relationship with her sisters instead of her relationship with Futaro. I'm convinced that if they could have properly explained and expanded on the choice using the remaining time they had left, fans wouldn't be as mad. As it stands now though, it just doesn't feel fully earned since the sisters main focus chapter presented a strong case but was mishandled and never fully followed up on. So just to be clear, objectively, I think they messed up with who they chose based on having two stronger choices and not using the remaining time wisely to justify the official choice. Personally though, I think they made the right choice since her arc was great and there was potential, but it just came too late and felt rushed. And I know at the time of release, the choice of sister was widely criticized and some even pointed to obvious retcons. However, as someone who binged the anime, read the remaining 36 chapters, and also read the first 85 chapters to make sure I covered the anime-only differences in one weekend, I can say on good authority that it seems like the chosen sister was always going to be the choice, if not decided early on in season 2. There was a good moment in season 1 episode 1 where it seems like the choice was already made. However, that could just be how strong the writing was for the pivotal chapter 90, and I was worked like a mark. I mentioned it earlier, the chosen sister's focus chapter in the manga is chapter 90. 
chapter 90 is the big reveal of who the girl is in the photo from five years ago. But it's the character saying goodbye more than anything, and also a meta way of ending that subplot so they can fully focus on who Futaro is going to choose based on his present encounters with the sisters. It's more of an inner thought, third impact style revelation, and it's not touched upon even by the end of the series. The other problem is that while I get the whole forget the past and focus on the present thing, Futaro still ends up choosing the sister who he met five years ago, but without the actual knowledge that it was her all those years ago. It would have been great to capitalize on this and show that regardless of their history, he'd always love her for who she is. But they don't do that, and the reason he gives her is really flimsy, which says more about the writing for this sister more than anything. After choosing her, they quickly launch into the final arc, where they try to adjust to their new relationship, but it's not done well and her secret is never revealed to Futaro, even in the future when they're gonna get married. It just felt like they didn't know how to fully address this and somehow wrote themselves into a corner. There was so much potential here and I won't get into the nitty gritty of fantasy booking the finale to salvage it, but there are many ways to go about it without having to change the choice of the bride to one of the fan favorite sisters. The other complaint is how the writing goes down the toilet after the decision. The final arc is only 8 chapters long and they accomplish nothing with them. After an awkward first date with his new girlfriend, we just time skip to the wedding and never see their relationship grow. For a series about finding out who the bride is, they never bothered to show how we got to that point, especially since the chosen sister had the least amount of time in development with Futaro. If it was either of the fan favorites, then sure, it would be excusable, but when the choice is someone with less time to grow in the series, it's just bad writing to not show that growth after the confessions. What makes it worse is that the chosen sister does acknowledge that they're behind in terms of romancing Futaro, and that they'll work to build a better relationship. But this is said after she was chosen, and then we promptly never see any of that growth. Then there's also the matter of the remaining sisters, who, after the time skip, still never got over their first high school crush, and even decide to tag along for the honeymoon. It's like they enter the twilight zone after the time skip, since this is insanely out of character, and it's just so obvious the writer couldn't settle on one concrete sister because they're afraid of fan backlash. Like look, he's still with all five of them even though he only married one, please don't get mad. That lack of commitment is the final nail in the coffin for this horrific finale. It feels like the writer was rushing to end this, since they knew there was no way he could make everyone happy. To paraphrase Lieutenant Philip Gerard in the 1963 hit show The Fugitive, it just felt like this series ran out of time.